Okay, we begin, especially coming off of this last week's parasha, after this last week's parasha of the destruction of, of, uh, of a person, of a Bali Yisrael, of, of, uh, of what happened just from, from Lashon Hara, how, how dangerous, how careful a person has to be and uh, it's something that the Yitzhahara is very strong, um, making a person not be so careful with their speech. It's so easy just to say something. Um, action is much harder. But talking, a person can just talk and talk and talk, and it's so dangerous. So dangerous. Um, and Hashem will help each and every one of us, especially as we're preparing for for the three weeks, for the nine days, which is the zman of, of, of the tikkun of, of sinas chinam, as the Chavetz Chaim says very clearly that uh, Lashon Hara and speaking negatively about a Jew, speaking negatively about a, a group of Jews is a, is a terrible, terrible thing and it's the cause of the destruction of the base of Migdash. So if there's one thing we could, we could start preparing now for Tamas, it's to be very careful with our speech. As the, uh, the Goyen says in Eben Shlema, in, in Perek Zion, it's worth it to see it over there. Right, uh, actually, I have it right here, so might as well I'll just, just say it right here. It's brought down, and Rabbi Ackerman will tell us exactly what, what Simon and Sif Cotton. It is. It says very clearly. Okay, I'm not joking, right? That it says um, the the uh, the Goyen says very scary. Um, um, where is it? He says that uh, the res and piv, right? That it's more important. Oh. <clears throat> He says, the lobetanes and the sigufim, right? The, the, the bigger thing for a person to hold back from is not, is not from not eating, right? Rak beresen piv ubetaivosov, vizeh hachuva. He says, vizeh yoiser, mikol hatanesim, the sigufim, shabo'ilum. He says, if a person has an opportunity, I think it's an, an, an L, where is he bringing it down? An L where he says in Mishabura, uh, he's being humble, Rabbi Ackerman, right? He says in, in, uh, in Shabur, he says, if a person has an opportunity to, uh, to be shoimer himself from Achila, right? We, imagine telling your guy, oh, he's going to fast to do tshuva. He's going to fast for every Monday and Thursday, right? That's what they used to do, every Monday and Thursday. So, so, so the going, the Gros says it's more, it's better for a person to fast from talking, and it is from food. So if you have a choice to fast from food or to fast from speaking, he says straight out, um, and this is where he says, Every second that a person closes his mouth, Unbelievable. He starts off. Starts off. The gra. This is a gra. You are saving yourself from every 
every hate. It's unbelievable. Scary. Very scary. Because every chayt has the ability to come speech? I don't know, Clay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the lumbus of it. As we know in the al also, right? It's brought down. Rove of the al that we see on Yom Kippur. I have to do with uh, Dibor. Most of them have to do with Dibor. That's where we get nailed the most. And that's why it's the easiest. That's why the Yitzhar is the strongest over there. Where yeah, you talk, you say this, that. Pintled Varim, right? We spoke a little bit about it on Shabbos. Some people could sit there and talk for hours and hours. Another thing he says it over there. A person talks about, right? you could talk stussim and stussim and stussim the whole day. Talk you know, stupidity, especially nowadays with, uh, you know, football and basketball and, and, uh, and this guy. And the, a, mamish, a guy could sit all day, and especially with Google, because you could get, you could get, you could Wikipedia it, and you get information. And this guy's information, and everyone's talking more stupid than the other person. About what? About nothing that means anything. Right? Nothing that, that, that means anything. The guy says that's one of the reasons we don't learn Torah. It's one of the reasons that we're, we're right? That, that's where it begins from. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Um, yeah, this past parasha, so I remember on Shabbos when Robert Kraft was in Israel. So I think he was telling Jonathan, Aaron, um, he told him, he said, name me the names of all the Miragos. They told them, Kalab ben Yefuna, and Yeshua ben Or Jonathan told them, not sure who it was. And he said, what was the other names? So he said, uh, I don't know. He said, that's right. When you talk bad, you will never be remembered. Oh, Robert Kraft said that? The rather Robert Kraft. Really? Yeah. yeah that's a great. Wow, amazing. Beautiful shot. It's true. Beautiful. Okay, so let's... Uh, talk practical halacha, revealing who did something. In the event that a person knows that something was done against him, yet he does not know who did it, you can't reveal who it is. Now this is going to be something that's a little bit hard to hear, but uh, this is the halacha. Right? If Mr. Greenberg notices that his car window is smashed, so you saw how Shmuley's ball accidentally smashed the window. You're not allowed to reveal this to Mr. Greenberg. In such a case, you have to ask the Rav. You have to ask a Rav, but you can't go ahead and reveal it. Chaim brings another example. I don't know if he actually brings an example of a bungalow colony, but this is what he says. You tell the owner, I mean, this is what it says. You tell the owner of a bungalow colony to reserve a bungalow for you. The next day, when you arrive with your deposit, he tells you, I am sorry, but someone by the name of so-and-so pressured me and I was forced to give him that bungalow. You're, the owner is not, is not allowed to reveal the name of the person who pressured him. Why? Because inevitably, you will bear a grudge against that person. The Chavetz Chaim adds that in many cases, the owner's account is a cover-up. What actually happened? This person came and offered a higher price for the bungalow. The owner didn't even mention that you had reserved it. Then, when you want to give the deposit, he makes up a story, thereby shifting the blame onto this person. Rabbi Tzvi, you heard that? Yeah, you would like that. Even if the owner would admit that he was at fault and would say, I'm sorry, I'm to blame, someone came and offered me a better price, he was still, the owner still is not allowed to reveal who it is because subconsciously, you will still bear ill feelings against that person. 
Unbelievable. You see how careful a person has to be when mentioning other people's names when it comes to things because you bear, you know, people could uh, bear a grudge, right? You could have probably in yeshiva that could happen sometimes. Like who took the last, you know, uh, you know, who finished the cereal? Who did this? I don't know. Those are things you have to be very careful to say, oh, that guy did this. Why is there not enough food? There's not enough dinner. There's not enough this. I don't know, maybe something like that, or who didn't turn on the air conditioner. Yeah, and many times, who? your attention saying a story, it happened to me last night, that someone that's struggling with Shabbos, so he was telling me that he went to this house, and, and he was asking me if uh, I watch TV without pressing the button, is it a, is it a problem? So I came to that house on Matzi Shabbos, and I was telling him, listen, we gotta, you know, you gotta not be macho other people. But they took it as if he snitched on them, and they went crazy, were never inviting them. And I'm like, no, 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 he wasn't. And it just became a whole mess. And my attention was going one way, but they took it that way. It's true. He's so, so careful. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha. One of the things I took from this week's parasha also is that uh, we know they were tzaddikim, they were, they were nasim, and you see how it's hard for us to even comprehend what they did wrong. Meaning, how could they have done that? It's hard the, to... The, the, the hierarchy went, um, that means Yeshua Benun was the lowest of the tzaddikim. He was mentioned the last. If you could imagine the... Right, so I'm saying, and you, thank you. So you see, the, even... Tzaddikim like that can, can mess up, so we have to be so much more careful. If the tzaddikim like that can do something so terrible and to cause, to cause the, 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 the death of the, you know, so many people and, and the Batei Mikdash, whatever, everything. Could you imagine uh, how, how careful we have to be with our speech? And Baruch Shem, we have the Chavetz Chaim. Baruch Shem, we have the, the, the grow. We have the Chavetz Chaim. To, to bang it into us and to, 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 to really, you know, be machmir. Be machmir. Be machmir. If there's one thing you want to be machmir on, it's not, right, people are very machmir on their hechsherim, what goes into your mouth. Be, be more machmir what goes out of your mouth. Be more machmir. So eat rabbanut. Okay, but don't, but don't. Okay, if that's, if that's, I mean, if you have a choice, right, to eat this hechsher, to talk bad about that hechsher. Right? And then someone's going, okay, I have to tell people. You don't have to tell anybody. If you're the rub of a shul, or you have a kihila, then maybe you have to talk about hechsherim. Otherwise, you have zero reason to talk about hechsherim. No, no reason. It's probably Lashon Hara also. Okay. I don't want to start getting into hechsherim. That's already a whole... It goes to show like what the what our being shamish of the rabbi is because the, like Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that's also a pella. Beautiful Shomazama. It's like a pella you see in the parsha. The you know they didn't listen to Moshe Rabbeinu one way, and then they didn't listen to the Mapilim. They didn't listen. To it's like it's like it doesn't. It almost doesn't make sense. Like it's like. Uh, you know, like someone was asking me, I don't know if, yeah, if I was at home or this. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, correct. It's, it's, uh, I forgot who asked me. Maybe Stop. one of my kids, we were talking about it. And when someone said, or someone here, I don't remember, I said, like, well, why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu stop them? You know, okay, the, 
They would have stoned Moshe Rabbeinu too. As we see in this parasha coming up. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like a person could, be, could, could lose his whole concept of everything. It's, it's scary. Also because, they, also because Moshe was too busy diving to Hashem to have mercy on them. Right, 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 right. He was trying to stop. Also right, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm reading a book, and it's talking about how there's different, the personality is breaking down into four different meetups, which are the four different elements, fire, always eyes. So one of the ways people do it, and a negative way to express it, is by putting others down, so you could view yourself as better than them. And a lot of what I think Russian art comes from internal, if we work on ourselves and we're able to get to a point where we don't need to put others down to rise up, and we're able to rise up on our own merit, and we don't need that, how do you say, that validation from others to that extent, um, or validation from ourselves, then we don't even have the time to speak that Beautiful, amazing. And how old are you, uh, uh, Ben? ben? Yeah. You? Seven, that's a 17-year-old talking. Watch out, everybody. Watch out, everybody. <laughs> watch out, watch out. 17 years old. Starting strong. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, we should be Zoha, all of us, not to be Macabre. You know what I was thinking? We should start saying, I was thinking in the thing, we'll just, I need a better one over here. Hashem will help you. Ratzel Mufanecha. That Hashem will help that we do not speak any Lashon Hara. Uh, we don't say any Rechilas. We don't, we're not Macabre. And we will be careful today. That we won't talk bad about an individual. Kolshkein for sure. That on Klal Yisrael, uh, we won't talk. Rabbanu Shalom, you created our ears to hear Divrei Torah. Um, okay, this is more of a vidui. Basically, Hashem, help us that my ears won't hear any Lashon Hara. And I'm just going to add humbly is that if anyone speaks Lashon Hara about us, we should be Meichel them, believe Shalem. Should be Meichel, everybody should be Meichel, anyone who talks negative about them. And today, and every day, us and all of Klal Yisrael. Amen. Okay, um, we're entering Mafside Hazrizas. We're just going to focus on one because uh, I know we're in the middle of learning over here. Just a few minutes just to talk about Parakhtes of why people procrastinate. So we said in Parakhes, the main motivators for doing, for not procrastinating is realizing how much I have to do in life, right? As uh, Binyamin doesn't procrastinate because he's young and he realizes he's got a lot to do. So he's working hard to do a lot. That, that, uh, that's a, it's an inspiration, right? A 17 year old, 18 year old could say, okay, I'll bum around and do nothing and wait till I'm, you know, a few years till I'm 20 and then get my life together. You're a smart man. You're a smart man starting as young as you are to read the books you're doing, to learn the Torah, and to work on yourself. And all of us take Musr from that. I take Musr from that, so thank you. So that's number one, says Ramchal. The second thing he says, when you realize how much Hashem gives you. Now, what are the, right, that was, that, that's what we spoke about last week. Now we're gonna talk about why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to be motivated? So the first one, and we'll just end off with this, is uh, strong enough for us. And this is written in the late 1600s, right? What, what, is, what is the Magdile Ha'atzla? Those things that promote laziness. 
What promotes laziness? Ready? You, you want to hear the number one thing that promotes laziness? And I have a diuk in this. Hagadol Shabakulam, he says, is bakoshas hamenucha hagufnis. It's the bakasha. <coughs> the reason I'm underlining and emphasizing that word bakashas, he doesn't say hagadol shabakulam is the menucha hagufnis. Why? Because there's nothing wrong with taking it easy. There's nothing wrong with taking a nap. There's nothing wrong with taking a vacation. There's nothing wrong with going to the beach. There's nothing wrong with relaxing, having a lunch, and taking a five-minute break. No. It's what's my focus? What's my bikush? What is it that I'm looking for? What am, what am I being mevakish? If I wake up in the morning and I say, oh, I can't wait till I take the break. Oh, I can't wait till I get this day over. You're in big, big trouble. You're in big trouble. And that's what he says. He says, sinas ha-toyruch va'avas ha'idunim. The child is that you hate working and you love delights. The tashlum kol tenoyen. He says, ki hine odom kazeh. He says, a person like this, He's always complaining, right? They say from this week's parsha, right? Where did I see? I saw this a few times. That thing with Moshe Feinstein has a, or maybe I saw it in the daf. Moshe Feinstein had this thing about why people were 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 the generation who came to America and and all their children, right? They were Moshe Nefesh for Shabbos, and all their children. Uh, when, you know, Ramesha has a, he wrote about it. Why all their children uh, went off the derech and didn't keep Shabbos. So he says, because every time they'd go and they'd Krechts. start complaining, krechts, oi, oi, oh, we have to keep Shabbos. Oi, what does that mean? But the guy's keeping Shabbos. No, when you see the krechts and you see, oh, it's a pain in the neck and it's sinas havoda and you hate it and all I want to do, I can't wait till I go on vacation. I can't wait. There's nothing wrong with planning vacations. There's nothing wrong with taking your family out, but when you wake up in the morning and your, your role and your goal of the day is when, when am I going to get, when, even though sometimes that helps me get out of bed because I know, okay, I'll nap later, but, but, but I don't think that that's what he's talking Maybe he is talking about that also, but the point is that you're not loving, that's not your goal. Your goal is not, that's not, is not, that's not the main thing, and that's not your bikush. And if you want your kids to love mitzvahs, it's really how you're going to do it. If you're Correct. driving nuts to Pesach to clean it, they'll hate Pesach. Right. Right. Or if you, here he's saying, if you hate it. Here it's you hating it. You saying, oh, you could be cleaning and be the best cleaner. You could be learning the daf and you could be up three o'clock in the morning, but when it's like, oh, this is such a pain, I can't believe it. As opposed to, oh, I can't wait. Rav Hutner has a, I'll end off with Rav Hutner. Hutner has a very scary, uh, it would really be good for me to get it inside because you won't even believe what he says. No, I'm being serious. You won't even believe what he says. We did this together in, you were the, in this year, because I, I remember some chevra from the Israeli chevra were around, I think you were in this year, when we did this for Futner. Rav Hutner says, I'll end off with, with that, Rav Hutner says an incredible, incredible chiddush. I don't know if it's a chiddush. He says it, he said, for me it was a chiddush. He says, um, Ish lefi, it says a person is ish lefi mahaloloi. I don't know if it's a, 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 a mission perkiyavus or where it's a chazal. Ish lefi mahaloloi. What does that mean? How do you judge who a person is? So ish lefi mahaloloi, right? Pashup shot means that how people praise him. That's how you could tell who a person is, right? Ish, a person according to lefi mahaloloi. 
the way he is praised. This guy says he's a nice guy. This guy says he's a good businessman. This guy says he's honest. That's how you could tell what a person is. I think Rabbeinu Yoyna says, Ish lefi mahalaloi means you are what you praise. You are lefi mahalaloi, what you're mahalo. And Rafutnu says like this. That's what Rafutnu says. Rav says, you could have a person who's learning in yeshiva all day. That's what he says. He's learning in yeshiva all day. He's in koilo, learns all day. A guy walks in with a lot of cash. A wealthy guy walks in, right? He jumps up and runs after him. And he talks, ah, this guy's got a lot of money. Ah, he's got a lot of money. What is that person? I'm not doing justice to Rafutnu. I'll bleed either. I'll try and get... Get, get where this piece is. He jumps up. Who is that guy? That guy is someone who is all about money. Why? Because each lefimahalai. And then he says, then you can have a guy who is in business all day and all night. And what happens? A mashulach comes. A Rosh Hashiva comes to his office. He stops his meeting. He stops what he's doing. He jumps up and he runs to that guy and is mechabed that guy. He says, the guy who's working all day has a more connection to Torah. I didn't say it. Rav says it. Has a bigger... I, I said this to you once, right? You ever looked it up? You saw it? You were going to want to see it again, right? I will have to find it. And then I'll try and find it. The shot is, so you hear what he's saying? It's not about what you're doing. It's about what you love, what you praise, right? That's that story. That's that famous story of the Chavetz Chaim. It fits so beautifully with the Chavetz Chaim when he was raising money for the hospital and... Uh, the rich man who gave a lot of money came in and he was mechabedim. He gave him covered for all the beds he, was, he bought for the hospital. And then, and then when Talmud uh, Chacham uh, came in, a tzaddik walked in who didn't do anything for the hospital. Chazchaim jumped up and, uh, and everyone was like, whoa, why are you giving him more covered? Okay, he says he's saving more beds by his Torah than donating all the beds. Okay, that was some. But the point is, what do you see? You are what you praise. You're not what you do. A person could do something, but he's waiting. And that's what I'm saying in here. If your whole bikush is, if your, your whole yearning is, when am I going to make my money? When am I going to be, be, be able to retire? When am I going to be able to get to this? When am I going to do that? So then that's who you are. But if your goal in life is your bikush, your love, they say, I think, the stipler. I think they say the, because uh, he, learned, he learned in uh, Navarduk. So I think they say the stipler, uh, they asked... They asked the Rosh Hashiva, like, who was, like, the best bachar, you know, and they said the, the stipler. They said, what, he was the be- best in learning? No. He says, says, no. All these things, says, no. He's the biggest mevakish. He is the one who wants it, who wants it so, so, so badly. He's the one who wants it so badly. When you're mevakish and you say, I want to learn, you wake up in the morning, you say, I want to have a day that's filled with Torah. Okay, I got to relax because I got to relax. I gotta relax because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a normal person who needs to, to take care of my body. But when you're focused, and that's what the Mesil Sharm says, he says, if you're margal yourself that everything has to be just right, your food has to be just right, the temperature has to be just right, you have to get enough sleep, everything has to be perfect, he says, Ainenu Odoin. When you wake up in the morning and you say life and today might be a hard day, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. And life might be hard for me today, 
that's okay. If you're waking up in the morning saying, okay, I hope I have the easiest day in the world. I hope no one bothers me. I hope everything's perfect. You're in big, big trouble. This is in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, correct. But I'm saying over here, the point is, is that when you realize, when you realize that life is challenging and life, the reason we're put in this world is not to relax. That's something we have to chazer over, especially our generation, because Baruch Hashem, we're in a generation where there's so much abundance. It's not like the old school generation where they were cresting all the time because it was like, because they, they didn't have what we have. They didn't have the luxury. We're all brought up, you guys a little bit even more of a generation, the, the younger generation, is brought up with such abundance of everything. Baruch Hashem. But part of the challenges of that is that like you have everything, everything's all, everything's great. So therefore you're like, oh, everything's chilled out. When a person realizes that that is not why we're put in this world. And we, you, you have to chazer that over as much, as many times as we can. To chazer over and chazer over. We're not put in this world to relax. You're put in this world to work and to toil and to break yourself and to push yourself. I don't think we have to talk about, I don't think we have to talk about the fact that you will anyway relax. Because you will. Baruch Hashem, everyone's going to have air conditioning. Everyone has turbo air conditioning. Everyone has their, when we were talking over Shabbos, I was reminiscing with my family a little bit about my days in yeshiva. And I'm not that, that much older. I know some of you here could reminisce. Also, we didn't have air conditioning in the base manager. My, 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 my kids were asking me, Tati, had you survived? You didn't have air conditioning in your dorm in the base manager. I said, you, we, didn't, we, didn't think, we didn't think any differently. It's not like I was... Uh, you know, such a big tzaddik. Just that, that's, what it was. that's what it was. That's what it was. So you were hot, you were hot. Because we were thinking yesterday it was hot. And with the air conditioning, Baruch Hashem, the air conditioning. How do people live without air conditioning? Right? The is cool. So when you grow up like that, and that's your, your nature of who you are. So the second, the air conditioner, I had it myself. I set my air conditioner in my room, right? A little bit higher. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, as my, you'll, you'll hear my babiness right now. I'll say it publicly to everybody. I set my air conditioner on 20. Usually I set it on 19, right? But I said, I don't know if it's gonna be that hot. I don't like to be that cold. I don't to be right. I was frustrated when I was in my room a little bit, right? Because I was like, it wasn't as cold as it was me. I'm saying, I'm being honest. I was frustrated. It's that big fat baby. Sitting here, still I'm embarrassed to say it. I was frustrated. What did I do? What do you think one of the first things I did Monday Shabbos? What did I do? Big fat baby that I am. I took it and I made it, put it down to 1918. Ah, the cool air. I thought Rabbi shot it as a punishment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. See? See? Okay, I'm sorry if you look at me. Uh, it's good. You know what? I'd rather you know the truth. I know the truth. Now, what does that mean? So, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Now, what could that be? And just warning everybody here. I'm warning everybody. I'm warning you. Okay? I'm warning you, warning you. Underline the warning. Thank God I'm the one who said it for 20. Oy vavoy if my wife said it for 20. <laughs> so there, maybe Baruch Hashem, I would have been able to bite my lip and be kovish myself. But... 10 years ago or whatever it was could be or could be next week or sometimes if I'm in a weak moment I won't bite my whip and my, my lip yeah good uh, whip lip very good right I won't bite it's a good uh, Freudian slip right your whip your lip very good mark that one down your whip no it is because that's what it is your lip could be a whip so instead what could happen your wife by accident sets the air conditioner on the wrong mode and you'll whip her for it why? Because you're a big fat baby. Why? Because that's what it is. And you have to work on yourself. And if you don't work on yourself, if you don't work on yourself, 
right, every day, and you don't learn Masil Zisharim every day, and you don't learn Musar every day. That's why, that's why as much as I feel bad interrupting everybody from learning, I don't feel bad at all. I'll be honest with you. I could say it here. I'll say it, I'll say it with pride. I have zero, zero guilt to stop in the middle. I, of course, there's a little guilt because I'm talking about it, so I must have a little guilt. But a guy harving in a toysis and all that is beautiful, and of course, it keeps the world up. There's no Torah, not chas everything. But, 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 if you're, but if you're still dealing with your air conditioner, which I think is our generation, our generation needs that. We need more musr. We have to be more musr. We have to talk about the way we talk. We have to talk about the fact that our bikush of oilam azeh and our bikush of air conditioners and, and being comfortable and heat and food, right? And supper, right? They say, Maisa, just recently we were saying over, uh, we said it in the shir the other night, right? With the supper, Someone said that that uh, if Dessler didn't use the cup, right? He didn't use the cup of right to be yoytze the shear of the chazanish. Why? Because his wife's becher, right? It was meant something for her, so he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything till she died. The day she died, the Shabbos after she died, he used the becher. And you think the Rav Dessler Stam? He he it, it bothered him more than it'll bother any of us ever not using the shear the 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 chazanish, to that. And why didn't he do it? To, to honor his wife. To honor his wife. That's what a Jew is, to honor his wife. And me, right, with the air conditioner, we could, uh, right, I could, you could get into a person can get divorced, Chas Shalom, because of the air conditioners. Remember, they say about the stifler, the nice of the stifler, they got him an air conditioner. This is in the Nebrak, how hot it was. It says, after an hour, he said, turn it off, because I'll never be able to learn without it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right, I heard it, it took a long time, Rabbi Chaim, to convince him finally to get one. Hey, they say that Maestro Chaim. We said it over. We said it over Chaim that he was. It was on the on the, in the world. What? No, no, no. That he was this week. They said it. My side should get it. I don't know if it's on the thing. They said he was this week. This past week, he was. What? Yeah, yeah. You saw it. I said it over, but I'm saying it was Maestro. They, they, this past week, he was not feeling well, mm-hmm. and nobody knew what was going on. He wasn't feeling well. Reb Chaim wasn't feeling well. So one of his daughters asked what happened. He wasn't feeling well. He was feeling well. And they said that, yeah, he, he told his daughter, like, just naturally, he says, yeah, that other day, like, I, I, I couldn't get Pshat and Tysus. I, I had trouble with the Tysus. Baruch Shem, I got it. He was, so he was fine. So that whole day, they were, like, worried they were going to get doctors. Oh, he's not feeling well. You know? uh, yeah. he's, in, he's enjoying Oilam Hazem more than anybody. I can tell you. He's having a party more than anybody. Chaim Kanievsky's enjoying his food more than anybody. He's enjoying his bed more than anybody. He's enjoying, as the Goyen says, as the Goyen says also, very clearly. He says, the more, he says, what a person, what a person takes, the Baltaiva, the Baltaiva that takes him many years to reach. Masha Masik Balhataiva. What the Baal Taiva takes him years and years and years to get, spends years. He makes money and, and he gets hotels and he gets his yacht. What it takes him years and years and years to enjoy. Atomim can reach it without doing a thing. So Reb Chaim Kanievsky, it's all a joke. It's a joke. The tzaddikim, the tzaddikim, are laughing at all of us. They're, I mean, they're not laughing at all of us. They're laughing within the, themselves, enjoying life more than we could ever enjoy life. That's the irony of it all. 
People think to be an Erlichayid means, oh, I'm Moiser Nefesh for Oilam Azeh, and I'm going to wait till I get my Gemul and Oilam Abba. Buddy, you don't even have Oilam Hazeh. No shaykhus, no shaykhus to oilam. You have no shaykhus. A guy who runs after his tithes is miserable. A guy who's lazy is miserable. A guy who's connected to Hashem, a guy who's connected to the Torah, a guy who's connected to Musar, to working on yourself, is the guy who's the happiest person in the world. The happiest person in the world. Oh, good timing. Rabbi Simkaraba came in. And Rabbi Yaman. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking that I think it's a fact, and if we say it's a fact, it's a fact, that 90% of the depression of our generation is because we escape to the technology. And my challenge is any person that comes to us next time, including myself, and says I'm depressed, be depressed without your phone for, and your computer for a week, and I'll say you're depressed. But if you're going to sit there escaping wow. to your phone, you're just a baby. It's because you have something to entertain yourself. Beautiful. Emmas, <laughs> yes. No smartphones in the So also in the same book, he talks about that if you connect to the wrong source, right? Water is vitality. If you connect to the wrong source of the gosh maze, and that's where you're getting your pleasure from, he relates it to almost you're drinking salt water. With the more you drink, the more you need, but you're never satisfied. But oh. if you, you're getting your vitality from the right source, I'm drinking a full Kishmak cup of water, then that actually nourishes me and fixes the problem. Yes. Sahara, remember the Sahara sells the Sahara sells salt water. Sahara is constantly selling salt water. Yes, Yehuda. And we'll wrap off with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob said in the middle that, um, that if you're you are, um, if, if your goals are to relax or whatever they are, like that is who you are. And, and, and the first reaction, like, what do you mean that is who we are? But like, thinking about it, like going back to like, reinventing yourself, it uh, speaks about getting so high up the ladder, there's no story for you to live up to, right? Like, you're not a story that you were. The fact that yesterday you were amazing to your wife does not mean that today you're amazing to your wife. And the yeah. fact that yesterday you were, you, we're a good person, and we're a guy who's working on himself and doing this. Correct. That, that, that has nothing to do with today Correct. and right now. Correct. You are what you are right now. You're not Correct. who you were overall, and the fact that you, Correct. your goal now is to relax means that that's your goal. Correct. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, they have, I don't know where it's from, the no days off, right? The no days off thing of no days off. Yetzirah has no days off. That I can tell you. Yetzirah is there every day. We said it this morning after Shir. Sunday, he's working hard. Matthew Shabbos, he's working hard. Friday afternoon, he's working hard. He's working hard when you're on vacation. He's always working hard. He's got the no days off. You have to match that. And unless you match that, unless you match that, he's one up on you. If he's one up on you, you're in big trouble. We all know that. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. As Yehuda, beautiful ending. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what happened a week ago. Doesn't matter what happened this morning. What happens is how I make the rest of my day. How I create the rest of my day. We should be zocha to continue fighting, to continue doing what we have to do to have an amazing day. Shalom.